There are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you live from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. This program is all about helping people more meaningfully and productively connect with their work and equipping leaders to cultivate meaning and purpose in the workplace to elicit passion, inspired contribution, and persevering performance within the organization. So I seek out and bring on guests who have a particular perspective, experience, or expertise that I think contributes to or expands this conversation. And as a management consultant and social scientist, I draw on the meaning and work and identity research I've done over the last 15 years as well as my own experience consulting, speaking, and developing workforces across the globe. Last week, if you missed the show live, you can always catch a recorded podcast. We were on the air with Kate Benedict, member of Generation Z and 17-year-old junior high school student at Lake Hill School here in Dallas. She spent years cultivating a dedicated career in dance and is now preparing for another chapter in life, college in a couple years, and potentially a career in global broadcast journalism. We talked about her early and intense young career in dance, her ongoing transformation as a student venturing into her new career, and how she plans to use her strengths and talents in this career. Anyone of teenage years who is, or who is raising a teenager will get some viable guidance from this young woman's inspired approach to living and developing herself. It was a great conversation. With us this week is Cynthia Bryan, empowerment architect and founder and executive director of Be the Star You Are, a 501c3 literacy and positive media charity and president of Starshaw Productions, LLC. She's also an internationally acclaimed keynote speaker, author, personal growth consultant, actor, producer, and hoster of host of radio and TV shows, columnist, designer, gardener, reviewer, and lifestyle coach. Phew, she is a force. <laughs> we'll be talking about the empowerment work she does across the, these various venues and how she sees her work addressing some of today's thorniest problems. She joins today from outside San Francisco, California. Cynthia, welcome to Working on Purpose. Well, hello, Elise, and thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here with you. Oh, it's so great, you know, and I am I'm such a fan of your work, Cynthia. It's so inspiring just to see how you move across the planet with your beautiful soul and your spirit and your zest for life. It's just really great to have you in my sphere, so thank you for that. Well, thank you. I feel the same way about you. I love your <laughs> show, Working on Purpose, and it's always really exciting when you meet somebody who's on the same path and doing such great things as you are, because that is, to me, the most important thing we can do in life is to help other people find their passion and find their purpose. And when they do, they find their life. I completely agree with that, as you know, and we are on the same wavelength for that, for sure. And and so let's let's jump into this, Cynthia. I mean, the introduction I shared of you alone in and of itself is dizzying. I mean, I can't even imagine all those descriptors behind, behind my name, although someday I want them to be there, by the way. So just watch out. <laughs> I'm going to follow you. Um, I want to know first and foremost, as somebody who loves motivation and purpose, what's going on in the world that has you so riveted on empowerment, working with such vehemence and zest? 
You know, my focus now is on the young people. I really, really feel, uh, I think the whole world is, is in turmoil at the moment. And it, and it frightens me because there's so much good out there. But at the same time, it seems everyone seems to be arguing. And there's so, so much discord, whether it be in politics or religions or in beliefs or, you know, just in wars and all the different things of men against women and, and animals, whatever it is. So all of these things really have me kind of befuddled. So what do we do to bring us all together? And I just really feel it's time that we all look at ourselves, that we're all big one happy family, let's put it that way, that we all come from one place and that whether we're talking about nature and the environment or global warming or humans or animals, whatever it is, is that all of us have to share this planet together. So we really do need to find a way to communicate and to work together to make this a better place. And where do we start? We start with ourselves. So instead of looking at the world as being negative or everything, you know, falling apart, let's change the conversation and look at it of it's a bright view, a big, beautiful world. And what can I do today to make today a special day? And with that concept, I've been working with young people for a a lot of years. And as you know, I just came out with a a new book, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, because I actually started teaching millennials when they were like three years old. And, you know, now some of them are in their 20s or early 30s. And what I've found is that we all want to, to be talking on the same page but we just really don't know how and so this is this has become my life force and my purpose is to open that conversation to bridge the gaps between all of us and to see what can we do what can we do together to make it a little bit more of a smooth sailing we don't all have to go down with the ship let's keep the ship you know, let's keep the ship out there moving along so that generations in the future will be able to enjoy our planet and to enjoy their life. And that just gets back to what you're doing with your show and with your work of working on purpose. So it, it comes back to what is our purpose, individual, what is our pers- purpose, what is our passion, what are the possibilities that are out there, and how can we build that Mm. Well, you and I are arm in arm in this thing, Cynthia. I often call myself a citizen of the planet, and I very much see my role as helping to help others see the beauty in the gorgeous diversity we have across this planet and finding ways to activate that and lean into it and embrace it versus being afraid of it and shunning it. So I, I... I'm with you right there, Cynthia. Well, and I agree. And I think that's the right attitude because, you know, one of the reasons that I started, it's almost 20 years ago now, be the star you are charity was because of all the negativity in the world it was it was and it's still happening today where you can't turn on the television you can't turn on the radio you can't open a newspaper or a magazine without seeing some really horrible things happening out there and you're and so what's happened i think is that uh, we tend or the media tends or people tend to elaborate on what's negative as opposed to finding the good and i was brought up 
to always find the good in everything. That no matter what kind of bad day it is, I was always said, turn your head to the sunshine and you won't see <laughs> you won't see so many of the shadows, right? So I, I just have always believed in finding the positive. And that's what I think you're doing and that's what I'm doing because no matter what's happening out there, there is something good. Let's find that good. Let's find that bright star that's shining in everyone and in everything. And let's focus on that. And then perhaps that is going to accelerate how we're going to see the world and how our place in it will have a more happy, positive effect. Because as we know, if we are positive and happy and optimistic, we're going to have happier lives, we're going to have longer lives, and uh, we're going to have more productive lives. So to me, there's not a choice whether to be negative or positive. I'm always going to go to the positive. I mean, it doesn't It doesn't mean we don't have bad days. I mean, we're humans in training, right? We're all humans. So everybody's going to have a bad day. So I'm not trying to be a Pollyanna here. But we do have a choice. We do have a choice on how we view things. So if we could learn to choose on the, you know, the plus side, it's going to be better for everybody. I so agree with that, Cynthia. In fact, I'll just say quickly, the research that I've done in Meaning and Work tells me that people have the absolute ability to be able to change how they view themselves, their life, their work, and it is a choice. And back to what you're saying about looking at the bright side, two of my strengths, scallop strengths, one is positivity and one is individualization. So those two combined, Cynthia, everywhere I go, I'm always looking for somebody who stands out to me that I can come up and I can acknowledge and say, hey, you look great or you're beautiful. And you know what's amazing is that every time they're blown back by that. And it's such a simple little thing. And I'm like, is that if that's blowing you back, something isn't quite right in the world. So, yes, let's continue to put those little pebbles into the water and w- watch the ripple effect. But I love what you just said, Elise, because to me that's one of the most important things that we can do is affirm people. You know, things, a couple of things that people really need, people want to feel accepted and they want to feel affirmed and they also really want to feel like they're making a difference. Even if they don't express those things, deep down, this is what we're all here for. We all want to know that we're loved and that we have the ability to love. But, you know, if you ever, when you walk down the street, just as you said, when you find something good about somebody, if you've ever walked by anyone who's homeless on the street and you smile at them or you Mm -hmm. say hello and how's your day, it's unbelievable what happens. You know, that smile that they get back because they don't get that kind of acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. And that is such, what you just said is such a simple thing that we can do every single day is to find someone somewhere, wherever we are that we can compliment and bring something positive to their day because we don't know what's going on in anybody else's life and by that one big smile by that one you look great today or I love your smile or you know you know what a a pretty hairband you have on or whatever it is it can be the simplest craziest thing it means something to people. And and people always, they may not remember what you say, but they're always going to remember how you made them feel. And making people feel good about themselves is like a very first step in helping heal the world because it is one person at a time and one heart at a time and one soul at a time. So we all have that ability and we have the responsibility to do that. So I'm so glad that you're doing it. Of course yeah. you're doing it. <laughs> well, the two of us together, Armin are, are, yes. and are doing it. So Yes, we are. 
Well, and and speaking of making a a difference, Cynthia, I do absolutely believe that most people want to make a difference. They want to know their life counts, that that they've mattered in the time that they've been on the planet. And here you are doing all the work that you're doing, and you've got your 501c3 that you've got to really spread more cheer and uh, as we've been speaking. And on top of all that, you're a philanthropist donating to the Operation Disaster Relief Program, um, helping California wildfires. Um, it just, it's amazing to me, Cynthia. So I know you said you just told me that you came back from the long Labor Day holiday weekend. You're working on sending off books for the for this particular initiative. So I want to understand, how did you get involved in that initiative and why is it important to you? Bill, thank you very much for asking about this because I really do think it's important. And I think it's very important for all of us, no matter who we are and how much we have or don't have, that we give back. Whatever whatever we can, we really need to give back. So Operation Disaster Relief Program actually was initiated after the terrible Twin Towers collapsed on 9-11. And Be the Star You Are, which is the charity that, um, that I founded back in 1999, and we work to empower women, families, and youth. It, you know, all, all, most of the volunteers are kids, and everybody was just very devastated when this happened. And it was like, what can we possibly do? We're in California. This is happening in New York. We don't have blood. We don't have money. You know, we don't have the food. We didn't have the things that that they needed immediately. But what we realized when I contacted the fire department in New York is what people really needed was some hope and some humor for it to help with the healing. And they were, I said, you know, well, what we do is we're about literacy. And I could, I could probably get books and videotapes and, and uh, puzzles and games and entertainment. And the chief said, oh, my gosh, if you could get that, it would be amazing. Well, Be The Star You Are was one of the very first charities, you know, after the immediacy of getting people food, water, medical attention, that happened, that we launched Operation Disaster Relief. And through collections and just really mobilizing literally throughout the United States and with people in different states, we were able to ship within weeks over $50,000 of brand new resources that were distributed to all the different people who needed some hope, some healing, and something to get their minds off of what was going on. So that was the very that was the beginning of Operation Disaster Relief Program and it was so successful and it gave us such a feeling of oh my gosh we, it doesn't matter again how little you know where you are you can do something. You just have to go into action. So since 9/11 For every major disaster that has happened in the United States, whether it's been hurricanes or tornadoes or earthquakes or fires or floods, Be The Star You Are has launched a different Operation Disaster Relief. And because we are small, we can... um, we can mobilize quickly. So that's how, how it all started. And um, I just, we just finished, we're doing a huge campaign for California fires. If anybody wants to look at it, it's be the star you are.org and, and we can talk more about it. I do want to talk more about that. And I really, really appreciate and applaud what you're doing, Cynthia. In fact, I want to learn from you because I also do want to be able to, to start a foundation or a charity to be able to help some of the problems that I'm seeing in the world too. And I just really appreciate all the energy you put forth to make the world a better place. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. If I had known in advance how uh, challenging it is to run a nonprofit, I probably wouldn't have started. So it's good not to have a crystal ball. Let's <laughs> okay, just <good>. say that. <laughs> okay, good. So we'll definitely talk offline about that. Well, there's so much more I want to I wanna talk with you about, but let's grab a quick break real quick because I want to talk about your radio show and other speaking next. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Cynthia Bryan, who is an empowerment architect and founder and executive director of Be The Star You Are, a 501c3 literacy and positive media charity and she's president of Starstall Productions LLC. She's also an internationally acclaimed keynote speaker, author, personal growth consultant, actor, producer and host of radio and TV shows, columnist, designer, gardener, reviewer and lifestyle coach. She joins us today from San Francisco, California. We've been talking a bit about some of the work that she's been doing across the globe to make it a better place. After this break, I want to talk more about her shows and her speaking to see what we can learn from those. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guest is Cynthia Bryan, empowerment architect and founder and executive director of the Be the Star You Are, a 501c3 literacy and positive media charity, and she's also president of Star Style Productions LLC. We've been talking a bit about her work and how she got into this field. After this break here, we want to get into her her work as a radio host and a speaker. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So, Cynthia, I am just amazed and really frankly don't even know if I can get this out of my mouth you have been hosting star style be the star you are uh, program for 20 years and also if that weren't enough express yourself for teens for seven years so two separate radio shows now I've been hosting this show for three and a half years and I know what it takes to produce a weekly show let alone two so I want to talk about each of them here and help our listeners understand what you're doing on them so first and I'm happy to say that I get to be on both of those shows thank you very much um so be the star of the tour. I know you stand for empowerment, but what else can you tell us about this particular show and what you're out to create for listeners? Okay. Well, thank you again for uh, talking about that. Well, a star style, be the star you are, it launched back in 1998. And the reason that it actually started is I had been doing uh, television. My background is in film and commercials and television. And so I was hosting a show called Live Your Dreams, which is kind of the same, you know, this whole idea of dream it do it mm. and that was a show uh, uh, that I brought uh, a television show that I brought people from around the world onto the show who were doing what they love not because of the money or the glamour but because it fed their soul and it did something for the world and you know it was just such a positive show and it won a bunch of awards and all of this but it, television is really really uh, demanding and challenging and all of this stuff 
And then in the meantime, um, I, I had been proposed to one of my agents and said, oh, there's a radio network that would really like you to do a radio show. And I thought, oh, how am I going to juggle all this? Well, what I realized, and you probably realized too, when you start doing radio, it's just wonderful because I don't have to sit for an hour in the makeup and hair chair. I don't have to have, I don't have to have wardrobe, you know, and I didn't really have to have a whole crew. You have your engineer who does, you know, does the stuff. And then I'm really good at producing and writing. And so it was just really, it was really great. So I started on um, a personal achievement radio on a terrestrial and what ended up happening is as radio goes, at least um, land radio or Trestle, is you just keep getting bought out. And so then I was on business talk radio and I would have to keep changing the format. But the whole purpose of my show was to bring authors and experts on the show that would have something positive and empowering to say to the audience. So I wanted to create this talk radio show, just like what we're doing now, that really encouraged, inspired, motivated motivated, help people get up and go, yes, I can do this, or yes, I want to dream big, as opposed to listening to all those naysayers and all the negative negativity that was on. And it was great. I mean, it was it was really, it was great. So one thing kind of led to another, and I hadn't anticipated becoming an author because I really thought of myself as an entertainment person, as a as a television and um, movie person. And I was taking my shows to a big convention that's um, that was called NAPTI. And uh, one of my assistants had sat me in a first-class airline seat. And she said, um, she was hoping to get me, it, it was in New Orleans, and she was hoping to get me on the leg that would go San Francisco to L.A. It turned out that it didn't happen, and I was only able to get on this leg out of Denver. So she was so disappointed. I said, oh, I don't care. At that point, I had never been in first class ever. I was like, I can't wait to sit in first class. It's going to be, <laughs> you know, oh, my gosh. Except it was on the way back from this uh, big television conference. And uh, when I'm on uh, on the way back from anything, I don't. I'm sure maybe when you travel, maybe you're just elegant all the time. But when I travel, sometimes I look like a bag lady because I'm just exhausted by the end. So I get on the plane onto first class, and I'm lugging all these videotapes and and demo tapes and you know all this stuff. And I sit down to it next to this very nice looking gentleman, and I, I'm very excited about what I'm doing. And he asked me to tell me about myself, and I'm telling him about my television show, and I'm doing this radio, and blah, blah. And he goes, well, why haven't you written a book? And I said, oh, I'm not an author. I'm not a writer. And he goes, oh, yes, you are. You're a storyteller. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. He goes, "Um, well, I I wouldn't even know how to begin. He said, well, you know, I'm actually a best-selling author. I'm on my book tour, and I really think that my agent and my editor would be interested in you. And just this is something that I think that all listeners have to really hear because it's so important to follow up. I did not think of myself as a writer at all. I did not think, it did never saw my trajectory to be an author. I was just looking at, you know, television, movies, radio. And, but I said, okay, sure, I'll give them a call. Well, I call the editor and the, um, the agent, we set up meetings, I send them the information about my television show, they tell me that I have a book inside me, 
And um, long story short, after a couple of years, that book became Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference, which won a most motivational book of the year. <laughs> and so what I, why I like to share that story is because we cannot be attached to the outcomes. The outcome I was looking for for going on this trip to this conference was to get this other national television show launched. But instead, it launched... A, a book and a, and a, a book career <laughs> so th- and that was all about empowerment so everything that I was doing you know it kind of took a detour but it all works out you know it all worked out in the end and now eight books later I'm still writing and I'm still doing all of those things so the the lesson to be drawn from that is do what you love Don't be attached to any outcomes. Don't try to figure out exactly how you're going to get there. Just know what it is that you love, what your passion is, and be excited about it and share the story and let everybody know about it. Because when you do that, it's like magic happens. So that's how Star Style Radio actually got launched as well. And um, on that, I started interviewing, you know, authors and experts and people that I called everyday heroes. And um, it, it really, it changed my life as well as I think it has changed a lot of people who have listened to the show, which was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Express Yourself. Do you want me to tell you about Express Yourself for the Teens? Yes, but before you do, let me just chime in really quick on what you said there. Um, yes. I just so appreciate this, Cynthia, because what you say about counteracting some of the negative or the negativity in the world, I really do think that people need uh, to hear about inspiration and uplifting mm-hmm. messages. They need that to counteract their world and such. And I know you get this. When I go out and speak and share my message on on inspiration and empowerment, passion and purpose, in, invariably people come up to me after after the the talk and they say, "You have no idea how much I needed to hear that message." Uh-huh. Or prior, just a couple weekends ago, I was speaking at a women's conference here in Dallas, and one of the women said, "I for the first time in my life am now dreaming again." Oh my gosh. Right? Isn't that amazing? So that's really powerful, Elise. It is. It is. It's so powerful. And something that I think is also important is we hear these things all the time, you know, that we need to be inspired, that we need to be positive, that we need to look up and not look down. But we need to hear it over and over again. It's we can't just hear something once and then have it incorporated into our life. It's kind of like a television commercial. You have to see it seven or eight times before it makes a difference. And when you talk about dreaming, it's so critical that we all dare to dream. And the bigger our dreams, the brighter our future. And our happiness really depends on doing what we love and loving what we do. That's where the passion comes from. And that was something you asked me at the top of the hour here about things that kind of, you know, bug me a bit. I think there's where we're missing the boat sometimes in our educational system is that we're really trying to pound into young people, you know, the, the three are the reading, writing, arithmetic, or fitting keep kids into a box. If we can really help our young people excel at what they already are drawn to and great at 
that's where they're going to find their passion. That's where they're going to make a difference. And that's where everybody will benefit. So the good thing about uh, the human race is we're all different, right? We're all wired different. If we were all the same, it would be so boring. But uh, we need to, we really need to challenge that. And we need to expand upon our gifts because we all have gifts. We all have strengths. And that's the beauty. We were not born equal. We're something far better. We're unique. Mm-hmm. Completely agree with all of that, as you well know. And the other thing that I would add about what you said about the education system, really helping people to, to develop what their gifts are versus reading, writing, with arithmetic, which, of course, is also important. But the other thing I would add to that is helping them to become business people, not just employees, but being able to be agents of their own ability in the marketplace. I think that is something that's also terribly lacking in our education system today. That is critical, and I'm really happy you brought that up because that's something that you're doing so beautifully right now, and I do wish that um, everyone would have that opportunity. I know that when I was in uh, in school and at universities and at the different universities I went to, business was not something, unless you actually took a business course, it wasn't part of curriculum, and I think it should be part of everything from first grade right on so that it, you just grow up understanding that everything is about business and doing business properly and with integrity. And then I think we would have less issues than we had today if we started at a very young age. I completely agree. So that'll be our next initiative. Okay, Cynthia, you and I together. Let's go reinvent education. Yes. (laughs) Well, and, and and along those lines, your the your other radio show, Express Yourself for Teens. I, I'm so excited to be on that show tomorrow night. And what's that about? What are we uh, What are we standing for there? That is um, such an incredible, in, incredible show. And how that came about is again, as I said, I've been working with young people since you know for like twenty or oh, more, thirty years, I guess. I've been working with young people, and I also write for the newspaper. And the newspaper had said to me. Uh, this is uh, about eight years ago. You know, you're working with all these young kids. I would like you to start uh, a column maybe where the teens talk. So I said, oh, yeah, I think that would be a great thing. So I started gathering kids. We started writing stuff. And then when we submitted it, the newspaper said, well, you know, it doesn't sound like the newspaper. And what we found, what I found is that, you know, the newspaper wanted a something written the way adults would. But these were young people. And if you want teens to talk and you want kids to share their thoughts, I don't think you can edit them. I think you need to let them be who they are. Let their voices be heard. So I was so disappointed when I got this information from um from the publishers of the newspaper. So I went back to the teens and I said, why don't we just launch a website called Express Yourself and let you guys express yourself and we'll just get, you know, let teens uh, upload art and music and all this. So we started doing it. And what do you know, um, Voice America noticed <laughs> and, and uh, they called me and said, would you be interested in producing a show for kids on our kids network and um, you know you can do whatever you want and so anyway I launched Express Yourself and the whole idea is where teens talk and the world listens it's completely unedited it is whatever the young people want to talk about and every week it's based on a theme and then we invite 
guests every week on, uh, such as yourself, that are in all different kinds of aspects, whether, you know, it's leadership or longevity or love or service or uh, volunteering or youth. It doesn't matter what it is. And, and they talk about their passions. And it's really wonderful to see how these young people step up to the plate and deliver and it's completely uncensored. So uh, I would have never thought that we could be going into our eighth year now, but here we are. I started with five kids that I coach because I coach them to be reporters and hosts. And now I am up to 38 uh, young people around the country that I've coached to be hosts and reporters. So if there's any young people out there listening and you're interested in being a, a host or reporter, you should shoot me an email. We might, we'll see what we can do. I think I might have a prospect for you that I'll send your direction. <laughs> um, really quick before we go on our next break, I, I have to hear just a little bit about your TV stuff. Are you still producing TV programs? Right now, I'm not, I'm right at the moment, I'm not producing uh, TV programs. Uh, through Be the Star You Are, we're doing a YouTube series that's called Shine, which is again ca- catching people doing things right. So I am working on that. But I'm still, as an actor, I still work in television and films when I have the time to do. <laughs> do things like that but um i really i i really do love i love that the whole medium and i really i think everything's about show business so we have to learn how to give good show and when we give good show again that's all part of an empowering the world Mm, i love that give good show and (laughs) i think that it's amazing to me that really you've covered as far as i could tell all different kinds of media yes um, I'm sure there's a lot more that I haven't. You know, but you know what I who I learned from? I really learned from the young people. That's the wonderful thing about working with people of all ages is how we help each other. Most of the great ideas that have happened through Be the Star You Are or uh, even through Express Yourself is because I I'm not a micromanager at all. It's like I love to bring. Uh, great people around me and say do your magic and so they'll say hey what do you think about this idea it's like yes I love it let's go for it and if it fails who cares I'm a gardener failure is fertilizer you just plant a new garden (laughs) Uh, you know I don't care about failure if you're not failing you're not succeeding so I I really encourage people to think big to think outside the box and and to also know there is no box just keep thinking you know to write the plan you got to get the skills you need but most of all go into action we have to act and um, of course you got to have that one cheerleader or support person all you need is one person and we have to believe in ourselves and when you do that you really can live the dream and I'm sure at some point I'll probably be getting back to television uh, producing more television or maybe it, it might be a film I'm not I'm not sure yet I just I open myself up to the universe and see what happens Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. <laughs> Love that way of living. That's the way I do it, too. Yes, okay. it's fun. Let's grab a, our last and final break here. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Cynthia Bryan, an empowerment architect and founder and executive director of Be the Star You Are, a 501c3 literacy and positive media charity. She's also president of Star Style Productions, LLC. In addition to all of that, she's an internationally acclaimed keynote speaker, author, personal growth consultant, actor, producer, and host of radio and TV shows, columnist, designer, gardener, reviewer, and lifestyle coach. She joins us today from San Francisco, California. After the break, we'll talk a bit more about her programs and what she's learned about those and what we can share with you. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. 
Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Cynthia Bryan, Empowerment Architect and Founder and Executive Director of Be the Star You Are, a 501c3 literacy and positive media charity. She's also president of Star Style Productions, LLC. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. So, Cynthia, before I get into this next set of questions about what some of the programs that you're doing and what we might learn from some of those for ourselves and pearls, I think I want to ask you how you got started in this whole space. Where did this all begin? This is probably a great question, Elise, because if I can do it, absolutely anybody can do it. And I that to me will give I think that gives hope to people. I grew up on a farm. And I was the, I, well, I am the eldest of five kids, and I have, I have wonderful parents, but we didn't have any money. We were poor, and I just had these parents that they didn't have any education. My grandparents only made it to, like, the sixth grade, and um, they just believed that you could do anything as long as you're staying true to yourself, that you're kind to other people, and you believe in yourself, and you're willing to work hard for it. So um, I heard about something called college when I was about mm, maybe seven and a half, eight. I never, you know, I didn't know what it really was, but it sounded good. And I really wanted to keep learning because my first learning experience was first grade where I grew up. There was no preschool. There was no kindergarten. So I started first grade and my parents said, oh, college. Well, that sounds good. How are you going to pay for it? And so I said, I had to think about it. Well, I ended up um, thinking everybody needs to eat eggs, so I raised chickens, and I started with 12, and I ended up with with uh, many hundreds of chickens, so by the time I was 18, I was able to finance my college education. Of course, I continued working throughout university. I ended up graduating from Cal Berkeley, but went to UCLA. I was the outstanding teenager of California. I was a teenager ambassador to Holland. I got all these different things, and here was a, I was just a little chicken lady, you know? <laughs> so the funny part is, is my family teases me because um, one of my books, Chicken Soup for the Gardener Soul, which was on the New York Times bestseller list for six months, they always say, um, well, you went from the chicken poop to the chicken coop to the chicken soup, but you're still (laughs) in the chicken poop because I still raise chickens. Because uh, and I still sell the eggs, although now I don't sell them for 30, 40, 50 cents a dozen. Now they're six dollars a dozen. (laughs) But I I feel like I owe these girls uh, my education and my life. And the thing that really I think will help people is it doesn't matter what background you're from, where you were born, what socioeconomic um, situation you grew up in. I mean, we were in the boondocks. And what did I want to do from the first time I saw a Walt Disney movie is I wanted to be in show business. I wanted to be an actor. And I had no idea how to do it. 
But once you set your mind to something, things just start happening. So it's like you write that plan. You say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. You get all the tools you need. You go into action. You know, you get that support person and you believe in yourself and doors start opening. And when you're passionate about life and when you love life, there's it, it's contagious. Other people kind of want to get on your bandwagon, but you need to have a wagon rolling before anybody's going to help you. <laughs> so, you know, my dad, um, what really, really, really was the push for me to do what I'm doing today was my dad died in my arms. And um, this mm. was in the early 90s, and it was, it, it was very difficult. But his last words to me when I said, Daddy, is there anything more I can do for you? He said, "Hun, I am dying a happy man. He goes, I married the woman I loved. We were married 45 years. We had you great five kids. And he goes, and I was so blessed. I worked in a profession that was my passion. I have lived my dreams. And those were his words. My dad was a farmer, Elise. He got up every day at four or five in the morning. He wasn't president of anything. He wasn't renowned. You know, he wasn't in any, he wasn't considered a famous, you know, he was just a good, honest person. He felt that because he grew crops, he fed people, and he led a life of dignity that he had lived his dreams and lived his destiny. And something went off in my head when he said that. And I realized, what am I doing? Of course, that's, that's, the, that's the secret of life, is not only to do what we love, but to help other people do what they love. So that became my purpose then and there. So my purpose became to help other people find their purpose and to live with passion. Because when we live with passion, then the prophets do come in. It's, I don't know, it's just a law of the universe. Good things happen. Just good things happen. So again, just to say, I'm a farm girl. You're never going to get that farm out of me. I mean, when you feel my hands, you'll know I'm the real deal. I, I was like a migrant worker <laughs> working on all the different farms and cutting fruit and driving tractor and raising sheep and chickens and cattle and it's paid off you know it's really paid off and I'm very proud of that background I appreciate that story so much because I think it gives our listeners access to how to start thinking about their own lives and thinking about where is their purpose and even more so in that story and now I really understand Cynthia that we really are sisters from maybe a different mother in that I also grew up on a farm I am the oldest of four and my parents taught me the work ethic that has served me so well in life and that and that work is a beautiful opportunity to be of service to other people it's not something that we endure it's something that we get to do Ah, so we have a lot in common there Yes, I, I, the work ethic is critical to success. If you're not, um, if you don't mind getting your hands dirty, and I mean that in a good way, you know, my dad always said, maybe yours did too, that we had clean dirt. And I used to go to school and people would say, what do you mean you have clean dirt? Oh, yes, on our farm we have clean dirt. Well, I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize until later what it meant is that we could get completely filthy dirty which we did every single day because we were always out on the tractor and always working but that we got to take a bath or a shower and wash it off so it made it clean dirt (laughs) but the the idea was is that 
you know, I know, I know, and I've known this my whole life, as do my siblings, is that my family would never, will never starve because I am willing to do what it takes to put food on the table, a roof on my head, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for these rough hands that I have. If the movie business ever went into Fielorama, I would be out of a job because I have those those original crab claw hands. But but you know, I'm proud of them. It's from hard work. Mm, I'm right there with you, Cynthia. Beautiful, just gorgeous. One of the things I wanted to talk with you about, too, and I looked at all the things that you do in terms of your programs and your speaking, and I think it would be helpful for our our audience who may have just gotten something from the story you just told, is I want to know what you've learned from people by helping people going through transition you talk about you know their 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 need and that they benefit most by what is it in, in, the, in the work that you do with that and i'm interested in people are in transition what do they need what do they benefit from the first thing you know being in transition is always tough and when we're going through any kind of crisis it's so important to give ourselves permission to actually feel because, again, there are so many pep talks out there, and I'm not trying to be a cheerleader of, you know, everything is wonderful, because everything isn't always wonderful. Uh, well, we just do want to look on the positive side. But once you've given yourself permission to feel the pain and to work through the pain is to really know to really know that when you're down and out, the only way is up. And there are no limitations. And that means including money or skills or education or family obligations. If you are looking to find your ultimate passion to pursue in this lifetime, there are no limitations. But there are things that you can do to help you get there. And what I've learned from people is during these times of transition, some of the best things that they can do for themselves is, number one, to take care of yourself, to really look at yourself and then give gratitude for everything you have. I encourage people to make a gratitude journal. And I know that some people say, you know, nobody loves me, I'm going to go eat worms kind of thing. But (laughs) the reality is that those worms love you, honey. So <laughs> let's let's find things that people love. So make a list. Make a list of what you're grateful grateful for, even though you think you have nothing to be grateful for. So getting back to the pillow, do you have a pillow to put your head on? Be thankful for it. Do you have um, Do you have a glass of water? Do you have clean water to drink? Be thankful for it. We take so much for granted. So make these make this gratitude journal, and be so interesting to see. Once you get past about thirty days of really sort of mundane things, all of a sudden you start noticing other wonderful things in your life, like you start hearing the birds, uh, or you see nature in a different way, or somebody like yourself walks past you and gives you a big smile and tells you, you know, how nice you look. And that starts building up your your confidence in yourself. Then the next thing you really want to do is start listing what are your favorite hobbies or leisure time activities if you would have them, things that really make you lose track of time. Because when you're in a transition, you really need to find what is that purpose. What is it? And usually you're going to find that purpose in something that you love doing 
that is maybe not work-related, but can become work-related if you so desire. Um, uh, just going back to my life, like you, because I, when you were on my show, uh, Elise, we talked about how you traveled and you know lived in Europe and all of this, and and that was me too. And I loved traveling, and I went to the University of uh, Bordeaux in France, and and I went to a university in Holland, and. And just loved all this. And I realized I loved to travel. And I really wanted to continue traveling. But how do you continue traveling if you, you know, if you're trying to live on uh, selling chicken eggs? And so, so I thought, well, you know, I could work for the airlines. And I did. And I was able to travel all over the world. Uh, you know, and it wasn't making a lot of money in the airlines, but I, I had incredible benefits where I could jump on planes and get to places I wanted to go. So... Why I say that is once you list the things that really make you smile, the things that really make you happy, the activities that augment your life and make you feel fulfilled and lose track of time, there might be a career in that or a job in that. And it doesn't mean you have to be the entrepreneur and do it yourself. There's probably going to be something else that uh, you're going to, uh, you know, there'll be somebody out there. So if you fear something, face it. Just really face that fear and walk through it. Get a mentor, get a guide, find a support person, and uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be great. So this is what I've learned from people in transition. When they follow those things, they actually are able to transition. And it's never easy. Just remember, whoever said that if you're following your path, you know it's easy. It's not easy. It's not. No, it easy. isn't. No, nope. you have to be able to walk through fire. Yes. There's so much more I could I want to and could ask of you Cynthia but we're almost out of time almost out of time. So let me let you close knowing that the show is all about helping people more meaningfully and productively connect with their work. In say one minute or so, what would you like to leave our listeners with? I would like to say should and could do little good. When we teach by showing, we encourage growing. And remember that you're either a dream maker or a dream breaker. So live your dreams. Be the star you are. Remember that you're unique, that you were not born equal, and that you have a special gift inside of you. Take that star, polish it up, and let your gifts shine because those gifts will empower others while they're empowering you. And most of all, live in the present because today is all we have so don't wait till you get a bigger apartment or a bigger house or get married or have kids or get a better job or have more money or the kids grow up or you retire or any of that because tomorrow never comes the gift is today so stay in the present and Elise I just thank you for this time it's just been such a pleasure being with you you beat me to the punch, Cynthia. I was about to thank you. Thank you for sharing your beautiful spirit with all of our listeners. It's been amazing to have you on the show. It's been amazing. It has been amazing. So go out there, everyone, and be the star you are. Thank you so much, Elise, for um, for sharing the message and for continuing the message. And we can all do it. So let's all do it together. We are in this together. And if you want to learn more about Cynthia Bryan and the work she does or listen to her radio programs, visit her at CynthiaBryan.com. You can also go to BeTheStarYouAre.org as well to learn more about her and her programs and some of the charity work that she's doing. 
Next week, we'll be on the air with Cheryl Pelotti-Williamson. She's the author of The Success Factor, stories from successful entrepreneurs who thrived after facing failure. We'll be talking about some stories from the book and how she helps people connect with their gift in life and develop them through entrepreneurship, leadership, philanthropy, and storytelling. See you there. Remember that work is at least one-third of our lives, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work.